Where do we go from here? Remember that? No. <clears throat> Where do we go? I'm just doing it from again. It's not going to help. I, I remember. I've heard it. I don't know where it's from. When, uh, well, I'll give you a hint. Anthony Stewart head comes up and he's like, "The battle's oh, done, God, it's and the we kind of won, so we sound our victory cheer." And then Anthony Stewart head is like, "Tell me," because he's like actually a singer, so he was trying mm-hmm. to get his licks in. You know, Tara's in there. That's one of my least favorite things in any entertainment when a an actor yeah has some tepid musical talent that they. Usually happens in TV, but sometimes in movies too, where they kind of crowbar it in. Mm-hmm. Ed Helms in The Office, uh, him or his, everything him and his actually, banjo, yeah, yeah, or whatever it might be. That week. I don't get it. I'm like, he sucks for a start. For, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> He's number not one. Actually, good. Like but... you're not Steve Martin, bitch. Like, <laughs> sit down. Uh, but like, that's the other thing that I'm very curious about is like, yeah. So so here comes Ed Helms. And in every fucking movie, here he comes. It's everyone truly it's must Ed be Helms. that he's got his fucking. Uh, like, I think it's in, in his contract. contract I right? think it must be. It's got every be. single thing I've seen him in has him doing it at some point. Either breaking into song or playing guitar and breaking into song. Which or... makes me think, what's that guy like at like a party? Oh, well, uh, oh. you know, you know exactly what he's like. I've been to a few parties where the fucking guitars start getting broken out and the singing starts happening and. Well, yeah, I was at it's, one of them. I was, yeah, well, I was the one breaking well, out the guitar. We don't need to talk about it. But. Well, it wasn't my guitar. But that was more like a guitar lesson, though. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't think we were really oh, well, jamming. Uh, yeah, we don't need to talk about that anymore. But, uh, well, I'm just thinking it might. I don't know if who's listening. might offend them. Oh, okay. But I mean, I was the one playing it. <laughs> that's true. But I'm thinking of there was another time with similar company where the fucking jam session went on even louder and longer. Right. And I was just like, oof. Yeah. No, it's always a bit uncomfortable. But I'm also in the opposition. I was like, I'd like playing guitar or playing a piano sometimes. So like, mm-hmm. but I also wouldn't be like, all right, everyone sit around. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. You know, you know I'm Rocket about, Man. What I'm all about is fucking you and me. In the Valley Village apartment, writing our musicals. Oh, yeah, that was great. Fucking the constant. Fucking, I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah. Do you remember that? That's funny. Yeah, that was good. I don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> it was just uh, the same. Honestly, we fucking clown vest before clown vest. <laughs> remember? Because it was, I don't want to miss a thing. I don't want to miss anything because I might miss a thing I, I and miss, I don't want to miss a thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit! And then Clownvis is fucking sucking on chili dogs, <laughs> sucking on chili dogs. And then young comedian Tom McGovern is copying him. <laughs> yeah, this is bullshit. But really, it's that with us. I'm gonna come at Clownvis now. We'll see how he fucking feels. Yeah. Did you ever see Piece that like, one Facebook video where we sang? Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to miss a thing over and over again. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Clownvis. No, we have like a proper musical going though. Granted, they did mostly rely on being kind of parodies of pre-existing songs. Parodies of pre-existing songs using jokes about people we only know personally. <laughs> I don't know what the value. I don't know if they're. Fuck it. I don't know if an investor would see a lot of money in that musical, but I definitely think it was a great piece of art. It was a great idea. Yeah, it could still happen. Yeah. I'm. By the way, I'm the romance. The honeymoon's over for me in Columbus. I. Oh yeah. Yes, no I interest in that guy anymore. Oh, okay. He sold out, man. He sold out. <laughs> Dude, he loved doing his little Twitch show, right? His little clown vis to the rescue. And I was like, this is fun. He's still doing it. Pandemic's over. How does that make him a sellout? 
He's still doing something that because it was like because it's like. like he's not going to do live performance anymore. He's not going to do his music anymore. He's just going to do this weird fucking Twitch stream talk show. I don't think thing. he said that. It's just not really a great time for like clown performers to be touring the country. You might be right. Yeah, <laughs> I I still hate him. I'm mad at Clownvis. Honestly, yeah, I think I he's not welcome on the show. Actually. I disagree. If you, so would you? If you, you text would, me and you're like, Clamus wants to be on the show, I say I'm not coming in that day. I, That's I'm a solo highly, episode. Highly doubt alone that. part three with Clownvis. <laughs> alone, but not really alone. Holy shit! Alone with Clownvis is a great reality show. It is. It's alone, but everyone gets visited by Clownvis <laughs> a few times per season. Yeah, they each have a room in the Clown Motel. And- mm-hmm. Oh, alone in the Clown Motel. Alone in the Clown Motel. I'm gonna haunt the clown motel. Ah, Is that see, it? He's winning you over again. You're yeah. back. Yeah, I like yeah, him that's again. good. Yeah, I like Traficula too. <laughs> Traficula. Uh-huh. Pizzeria. Yeah, I the, could, you know, sucking on a chili a dog is a. It's a good. These are all great bits. Mm-hmm. Sucking on chili dogs. Sucking on chili dogs. Yep. All right, so you, you, he's won you over again. I like him. Yeah. I think clown <laughs> is one of our greatest talents. Yeah, he's a good. One. Um, what else? Quentin Tarantino on Joe Rogan. I did not see that. No, man. Oh, was he promoting his novel that I saw in the airport? (laughs) Yeah, his novel of... Of once once he did the, he did his own novelization, truly yeah. the most Quentin Tarantino thing you could do. I'm sure he has some fondness for novelizations of movies. It's probably the only books he's ever read, honestly. That's kind of what I was saying. That's, that's not really a Quentin Tarantino thing to do because he hasn't published anything ever in any form, as far as I can tell. No, but I'm saying it's a Quentin Tarantino thing to be like, I want a novelization of my movie, yeah, and then also I'm going to write it. I'm myself. the only one that's going to do it, yeah. What do you? Th- I mean, are you going to read it? No, hell, no. I might. Oh fuck, no! I I'm intrigued. Touch it. I'm not at all. What I mean, the, the movie. What do you think his prose is like? I've I've read his screenplays, most of them anyway, and like, well, that's it's not good. The same thing as prose. There is a lot of prose in it, like the way he writes them. Mm. You know, it's pretty similar to prose. I mean, it's also very dialogue heavy. But he, he's I'll a very descriptive screenwriter. Um, but at the same time. Oh my god! I mean, that movie. I watched it again not too long ago, and like, there's not enough in the movie to sustain its running time. There's not enough going on there. Like, how are you going to expand upon that in a novel? It's interesting you say that because yeah, um, I I I feel like I liked that movie more the second time I watched it. Uh, I I I think I had like a mixed reaction, and then after I watched the second, I was like, "Oh, that's a pretty good movie." But I feel like that's a that's a weird movie where the further away from it I get, the more I like it, rather than the opposite. It's not very good. Like I enjoy that movie when I'm not having to watch it, Mm. when I'm not having to sit through it. Yeah, Uh, but I I I will read that novel. I'll bet. I'm still working my way through Lord of the Rings. I've been very busy lately. (laughs) It's going quite slowly. Um. So I'm st- that'll be done in about a year, probably, when I finish Lord of the Rings. I'm actually reading Pet Cemetery for the first time. Ooh, I like that book. Uh, I'm doing it on audiobook, though, so I don't have oh, much time good. to sit down and read. So I'm- Judd Crandall? Yeah. Well, I liked him in the movie. Michael C. Hall reads the audiobook. I, I had that. I heard that one. I used. To, yeah. I listened to that one while I was driving Lyft. I, I so hate, I'm actually pretty recently familiar hated, with that hated one. Hated the way he does like women's voices. It drives me crazy. <laughs> like the wife's voice. He's like... 
Well, I don't know, Lewis. Yeah. Don't I don't get why they have to do bit, a woman's voice. Don't you think you're being a little bit rude? Mm-hmm. It's like... <laughs> Is that really? His Crandall's okay. His George Crandall's okay, but uh, yeah, I don't. I, I'm trying to. Is that? That's I think, why doesn't I'd, he kind of do the version from the movie? Like yeah, a basically. Bit? Yeah, yeah. yeah like the Fred Gwynn. Yeah, which I is thought Michael C. Hall read it pretty well. Actually, I thought he did pretty good. He did, but it's really hard if you haven't read. I mean, I'd seen the movie, so I knew the story. There was nothing, and also I think even if you had never heard or seen any version of the story before, it's by about the halfway mark. It's surely very obvious what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean I, everything is signposted like a year away. I should be more clear. Um, when I say I re-listened to it recently, I re-listened to about the first half of it. And then, like I do with most Stephen King novels, as soon as something scary starts happening, I'm done. Right. I don't want to hear it. Oh, well, I mean... Not that, because that's... I'm scared. I just think he's good at writing like i think he'd be a good like kitchen sink drama writer like i think he's good at dialogue i think he's decent <sighs> with characterization mm-hmm. i really liked reading about fucking lewis creed and his wife fighting over like how to raise the kid and what to <laughs> tell them to about, talk about death, death yeah. like i really liked all those parts i really did i liked reading I about didn't like his... it when my when what's the name michael c hall was reading it though she's like <laughs> you think death is okay lewis tell that daughter of ours that, his, that her cat is dead then and then Lewis Creed like fucking abuses. Isn't he like it's implied that he like kind of lokes up on her in a scary yeah. way where he was like, well, why don't you fucking tell her about yeah, the dead yeah, cat yeah. then, you stupid bitch? <laughs> She's like, Lewis, I've never seen you like this. <laughs> it's, like, it's an odd book. <laughs> you hard. Why are you hard? <laughs> why have you got an erection Do you remember time the like scene this? where she jerks him off for no reason? Yeah. Why the yeah. fuck? that included in that's the- Stephen King though he always does that He's that guy has like no man. editor whatsoever there's no way no. around that time certainly the there's no way he has an editor whoever no works editor, at the yeah. fucking publishing house is like sure they get notes like scene. don't even touch Stephen King's stuff just let him do it yeah because I remember that bit it's like Lewis is in the bath now mm-hmm. and the yeah. soapy water and there's like a page or two a description of how soap is like fucking mm-hmm. you know foamy and kind of like the foam at the seaside and fucking blah 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 from hell, so that's and then about so, death yeah. yeah and then all of a sudden yeah it's also foam like death it's uh-huh. also foamy yeah. and uh, and then all of a sudden his wife is <laughs> just sitting on the edge of the bath just being like I'm gonna touch your dick now Lewis <laughs> Lewis <laughs> Lewis I noticed you got turgid while you were screaming <laughs> at me in the kitchen about our daughter's dead cat I'm gonna let it off <laughs> <laughs> let these rockets fly because yeah, they also don't really t- especially when you hear it read out you're like oh god yeah this is not naturalistic dialogue <laughs> so, some of it and they also seem all these characters seem to this is also a problem with uh, Quentin Tarantino but all these characters seem to have the exact same frames of references as uh, Stephen King does yeah they're all into <laughs> their fucking Led Zeppelin and their uh... not even that it's, uh, you know it's like things that they know uh, you know bits of a bit like Chuck Palahniuk's characters also Oh, wait, I, I thought you were talking about like their pop culture shit that they like, or not just pop culture, but it's also like, oh, for a you know, for a physician, this guy seems to know an awful lot about like Victorian literature, right? You know? Yeah, shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I that remember that was in uh, in the book in the book he wrote called Joyland. I remember. I think he thought he was being very clever because he in Joyland he has the protagonist character reading the Lord of the Rings. Which would have been like a maybe 10-year-old book yeah. at the time. So it was probably just getting really popular. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's like period accurate, but he was so excited to tell us all about how that guy was reading and enjoying Lord of the Rings for the first time in his teens. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what he this is about. reading it at the time. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no, no. That guy definitely read that shit when he was a teenager. Maybe, yeah. But either way, uh, yeah, Pet Cemetery. I don't know, but by the halfway mark, literally, it's worse than in the movie. In the movie, it's pretty obvious what's going to happen. Don't go up there. That yeah, pet yeah. But in the now, book, it's yeah. long. It's like the first half of the book, for the most part, is Judd Crandall being like, "Well, here's exactly what that place is, and here's yeah. exactly what happens when, uh, when uh, you know, when you bury something there." And yeah. then Lewis will say, "Well, what happens when you bury this here?" And he goes, "Well, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what happens when something like that is buried there. Uh, it's going to come out. It's going to do this." Yeah. Oh, did your son just die? Like, yeah, well, I wouldn't bury him there if I were you. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. It's over there. <laughs> if you go over the, the yeah. that berm there, yeah, it's um, I wouldn't I wouldn't go up there though. Right over there. Very good. Like, he comes <laughs> that back. Path it, I it, showed it definitely you, will work. It that definitely path will work. I showed you when you first moved yeah. in. Yeah, it definitely is going to work. If you bury your son up there, he's for sure coming back. Wouldn't do it though. Don't, What's weird really. is I seem to recall in the book. I think I got about as far as. I seem to recall Judd Crandall taking Lewis up to the pet cemetery to bury his cat. Well, yeah. Well, so the, he takes him up to the pet cemetery, which is like a normal pet cemetery, right? But then it's beyond that, like over this kind of. Uh, oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Then there's like the Micmac burial uh, burial That's ground. That's right. Yeah. It's like a, literally an Indian burial ground. And yeah, yeah. Stephen King may want to stop using that. He's used that a few times. Uh, I only know of the ones. The but. Shining, uh, the hotel is oh. uh, built on an Indian burial ground. I believe it. Also, the town of Derry has an Indian burial ground beneath it. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but either way. Uh, yeah, no, so he takes him up to bury his cat behind there, and the cat comes back all fucked up. He's like, well, yeah, we Crandall, did it with the cat, but don't you dare do it with any children that's what that I'm you saying, might happen is to Judd lose. Crandall pretty, like, <laughs> surely knew that the cat would come back fucked up. Yeah, I, I think it's implied in the book more so than the movie that the place has a kind of weird... Like, draw to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I remember in the book, nice I got as far in the book as he's, like, uh, got, like, a patient... Like, he's, like, working at uh, at a hospital at a college, yeah. and, like, someone dead comes in, and then they, like, grab him by the nuts, yeah, and they're, uh, like... Pascal, yeah, Victor Pascal. Yeah, 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 because then he, Victor Pascal comes to life as a corpse and starts jerking Lewis off in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> His editors finally were like, look, <laughs> <All right. Listen. laughs> we don't need that. You can keep one bathtub joking up reading Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I fucking... Um, I remember very vividly Pet Cemetery was one of, one of the first Stephen King books I ever read. Not the first, but one of the first Stephen King books I ever read. Mm. So that was like sixth, seventh, sixth grade, right? And uh, it might have been sixth, actually. Sixth grade. And I was reading it, you know, living. And I remember those two thoughts cro- like growing across my mind. One is like at a very young age, I was like, I really prefer this guy when he's not writing the horror stuff. Like that, like, <laughs> you like him I, when he's writing the handjob stuff. And the scene I distinctly remember was this scene that describes. <laughs> it's actually now that I think about it, it's vintage uh, PQP Max right here because it's <laughs> it's the scene that describes Lewis Creed's workday. 
Yeah. And the part that I remember vividly from reading it as a kid. <laughs> he gets a sandwich. Yes. <laughs> he goes and gets a tuna sandwich and a Coca-Cola for like a $2 in the cafeteria. And I'm like, and you're like ooh, this sounds awesome. <laughs> Forget about the Indian burial grounds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to know what this tuna sandwich is all about. It's a tuna sandwich and a Coca-Cola. I distinctly remember that Can part. Can you not describe that more? And I, and I don't really remember anything else except I also remember from when I was a kid, the jerking off scene. <laughs> And I remember one line from How it in old particular. You, uh, reading this, sixth grade, so I guess eleven or twelve. Okay, yeah, okay. And so I, I distinctly remember one line from that, which is at the end of. So I think she puts on some weird like loofah glove to jerk him off with. <laughs> and I remember that from when I was a kid, and then. She jerks him off, and then he says, where did you learn that? And she says, Girl Scouts. Yeah, I remember that, And I remember that sticking in my head because as a kid, I was like, I must be too young to get that joke. You're like, I must must join the Girl Scouts. As a fucking 30-year-old man, I still don't get that joke. Is it? Was she molested in Girl Scouts? Yeah, and I remember that jumping out at me as a bit What the fuck does that mean, Girl Scouts? What are they doing over there? But, yeah. Yeah. It must be that she was molested. But also, it's like, how long... Have they, you know, they're presumably long-term married. They've, they've got two children together. And apparently, she's only just whipped out this handjob skill for the first time. That's <laughs> another thing. Yeah, wait a second. He's like, whoa! <laughs> whoa there, Missy. Where would you learn I that? I just love And I'm picturing. also thinking, like, what is that... Te- what is that technique? I can picture only so many hands. It sounded like it was just like, a handjob with a loofah glove. Yeah. That was the technique, was putting on a fucking... Brillo pad on your fucking fingertips. <laughs> Red raw. That's the bathwater filled with blood. Yeah, he's like rubbed it off. Whoa, where did you learn that? Girl Scouts. Yeah, if you just read it in a slightly yeah. different inflection, he's going, Fuck, where did you learn to do yeah. that? Like, Girl Scouts? <laughs> fucking get out of here. Go. <laughs> Be gone. Shoo. He buries his dick in the pet cemetery. Yeah. To comes bring back, him back all to life. <laughs> comes back comes all back evil, huge. <laughs> no, Lewis, don't be burying your dick up in that cemetery. A lot of people buried their dicks up in that cemetery. <laughs> One time, see- I remember in uh, 1953, I dipped my nuts in the. <laughs> In you that burial him. ground, but the the ground is sour. You see him just like flat to the ground with his yeah. dick in the dirt. Don't do it, Lewis. Yeah. Chuck Cradle's there too. Yeah, he's already I'll there. Say, Don't do it, Lewis. Lewis is carrying his dead son, trying to bury him there. I, I, I thought I found you up here. I was just uh, laying, waiting for you. Gage Creed is dead in the ditch somewhere, yeah. not buried at all. And Lewis Creed's just got his dick and nuts under the dirt. Join me, Lewis. You know, <laughs> you never believe how big our dicks will get. <laughs> you see the side of them uh, Arinko trucks coming down that road. The reason they all drive those huge trucks, Lewis, they need a place to store their dick after it's been in the Micmac burial ground. You want to know why Mrs. Cradle died? <laughs> She couldn't handle it anymore. She gave it a go. <laughs> she tried it a old college try, Lewis. <laughs> so, Lewis, when your cat came back, did you notice anything different about it? <laughs> it's not, it's, we know you got it fixed, but look a, at that that's size. That's the actual, that was his first pitch. Is <laughs> it's a burial crowd when they come back with bigger dick and balls. <laughs> Gage, no! Gage is the, uh, like, what, two year old? Yeah, he's just dragging it. 
is just dragging next to his ankles. He's and like, and as Rachel it. came back to the house, she yeah. noticed f- dirty footprints on the floor, but not just two feet, <laughs> also separated by an odd line. <laughs> An odd line with two smaller lines right behind it. Gage is just sitting there looking like that fucking... God damn. Comes up to Jersey, he's like, Oh, Gage, I see you got a mighty big penis, though. You've been up at that... You've been up in that pet cemetery, You've been up in that pet cemetery. Don't try to kid me, Lewis. I know. <laughs> I know a Mick Man dick when I see it. I know a Mick Man dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lewis is like, no, it's fine. He just came back from the. Yeah, he's just like that. He was now. sleeping. Yeah. In the, it was an accident. You know, the truck knocked him out. He was sleeping. Lewis, I seen, I seen plenty of dicks in my yeah. life. <laughs> I seen the normal ones and the I seen first, the Mick Man ones. Yeah, the first that hint. That is a Mick Man dick if ever I saw one. <laughs> the first hint is that. Victor Pascal comes in with just an exploded dick. It got over and gorged. <laughs> don't go there. Yeah, don't go there. <laughs> it may seem awesome. <laughs> uh oh. Max is uh, suffering. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> it may seem awesome. That First PQP vomiting that scene. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. You made me, I literally, you made. I've never made anyone belch from laughter before. <laughs> just went from my mouth straight into my nose. Yeah. When you said that. At least it wasn't Fruitlands. That'd be ten times worse. Well, that'd be a, that'd be. At least it wasn't this goddamn uh, the gourmet shit. <laughs> the Tarantini. Oh God. Yeah, guys. I bought. Um, I bought. I, I I I brought. I brought a little nice beer. We were like, oh, we're gonna have fun. We're gonna drink fun beers today on the pod. No, no, folks. God, I, I'm, look at my fucking eyes. I'll bet they're red as the as yeah, all hell. Right. Okay, mildly high, half baked. <laughs> uh, so I went to my local store that has like the multiple cases of craft beers in it, and I always just grab the one with the silliest or the funnest label. And this one was that gourmet chit. I don't know why it's chit and not. Oh, I'll bet you the chit is something to do with chit chit. Uh, it's but it's, it's just a way of that gourmet it, right? shit, yeah. right? Gourmet shit. Uh, which is obviously a reference to um, Pulp Fiction. You mm-hmm. know Samuel L. Jackson. This is that serious gourmet shit, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Knock it off, Jules." I know. I what does he say? Like Quentin Tarantino's line. He's like, "I know it's. I know my shit is. That's why I buy it." When yeah, my wife yeah. goes to the store, she buys shit. I yeah. buy the I buy the good quality stuff because when I drink it, I like to taste it. But you know what I'm thinking about right now? <laughs> Just do yeah. the whole do the yeah. whole speech. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's this is the bonus content. <laughs> Just keep going. We'll do the uh, rest of the film. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do Samuel L. Jackson's um, Oh, we should do a... That'd be fun to do on the podcast. Uh, just get the script to a movie and we do a read-through. <laughs> no! <laughs> How would that be fun? I want to do... Uh, what, what would be the best one for us to read through? Maybe... Um, Beaches. Ruby Sparks. Ruby Sparks. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be Ruby Sparks, of course. Yeah, You'll you can, be Paul Dano. You can do all the characters. You'll be you the, like. put up, the eternally put upon Paul Dano. Yeah. Dude, he must hate her, right? Zoe uh, Kravitz? No, not Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz seems cool. Zoe Kazan. Kazan, that's it. Sorry, yeah. Daughter of the famous snitch. Yeah. That is funny, by the way. Every time she posts <laughs> anything on Twitter, her replies are just like, yeah, well, you're a fucking snitch, so. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Does it be like, like Kazan? <laughs> they fucking hate her. 
Yeah. No, I, I told you I saw them once, and yeah, he, he didn't seem particularly happy. <laughs> Why yeah. would you be? Why would you? You just well, get up to that neck, you know what, burying though? ground. At least she's a great artist. No, she hasn't even really got that she's, going for she her. She screen yeah. wrote Ruby Sparks, one of the finest films. Sorry, I really don't know what this film Perhaps. is. You don't know Ruby Oh. No. Oh, oh. I'm just going on about it as if it's something that I should know. Oh, I think it's I that's the only reason I've even heard of Zoe Kazan. How how do you know who she is? Well, I met her for a start, but secondly, she she's been in stuff. She was in uh she's in some like rom com with Daniel Radcliffe. I can't remember what it was oh, called. Oh, yeah, pretty she bad. was. Oh, you know what else she was? She was in The Big Sick as well, wasn't she? Was she in that? Yes, with Kumail Nanjiani. She plays Kumail Nanjiani's IRL wife. Is that it? Yeah, I think his wife's yeah. not an actress. So I barely just... remember that movie. That was a forgettable fucking movie. It was a very forgettable yeah. movie. But, Everyone was um, obsessed with it at the time. They were like, yes, The Big Sick. That's the Here one. we go. That's the one. <laughs> Here we go, lads. The big Don't sick. go up there. <laughs> Don't put your comatose wife in that pet cemetery, Kumail. <laughs> yeah, no, you should, someone, someone should have told him it should have been called the big dick. And it should have been. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen, by the way? Oh, fuck. I'm going to have to get off the Zoe Kazan topic because this is way more pressing. Yeah, fuck that. Have man. you seen Kumail recently? Is he ripped now? It's not ripped. I mean, it is. he is ripped. Uh, but it's pure steroids. Like, yeah. it's HGH steroids. It's not pure. I mean, of course, you still have to work out or whatever. But, like, he looks freakish. <laughs> I think he's got this. Me. Yeah, yeah. He's got this flared out. All the weird things that happen to people when they take HGH too long. Mm-hmm. So, it's like he's got this bizarre flared out jaw. He looks just, I mean, just truly insane. <laughs> like, he looks like a menace. It's like a, a comic book villain. <laughs> And I'm wondering if he must be like addicted to HGH or something like that. Because I'm like, why are you still doing this? I know this movie is done being shot. Like, right. you don't. You also don't have to keep this body. Like, just let it go. It's fine. No one wants you to be. You're married. Well, you're yeah. married to a woman who seems to love you, loved you the way you were at one point. And honestly, I don't think there were ever really much of a call for people watching Silicon Valley to be like, oh, I just wish that the was, was fucking, like, ripped. fucking ripped. Yeah, because yeah, he he's in a Marvel movie, as you probably know. He's oh, in, right. Yeah, he's in some fucking Marvel movie. I don't know which one. And he's in a Marvel movie that this... has not come out yet. So he had to get ripped. Allegedly, he had to get ripped for the Marvel movie. But it's still going to be that voice coming out of it, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Still going to be like, Whoa, yes. Hello. Yeah. I can't, I can't do his voice, but it's, no, it's, it's kind of weird. It's like kind of lispy it's almost. Nasally it's got an accent. I can't really do his accent. It's a little either. bit nasally. Yeah. 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 Um, is he Canadian? Yeah. He's Canadian. No, he's, um, he's Pakistani. Oh, uh, yeah. But he's, he's Pakistani American. I mean, is he Canadian Pakistani or American? No, Pakistan. he's, he's, he was he lived in Karachi until he was like nineteen. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, oh, he's he, lost the accent entirely. Uh, he went to I, the implication to me is that he was a little upper class. Oh, so he, he went to like an American school. He there? went to a school where he learned English. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I thought so he I was. Think he's been speaking English for a very long. Oh, time. Oh, okay. I thought he was Pakistani American or Canadian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, there no, you go. He's uh, yeah. He sorry. Was was that not woke? Probably not. No, not at all. I don't think that was not woke. I think that was. Uh, <laughs> I think that was quite woke because you said you didn't notice his accent. I don't think he really has one. He has an accent. Really? Yeah. I'm trying to remember in Silicon Valley. I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, he went to Karachi. He lived in Karachi, and it does appear that he has like very sheepishly admitted on podcasts before that like his family, well his family had like a servant. 
who yeah honestly that's probably not that uncommon who sat on the floor while they ate at the table that's probably like, not that uncommon like that. Yeah, for yeah. even like upper middle class families over there mm-hmm. yeah yeah Life is cheap. Yeah, I don't think he like fucking. I don't think he like was a fucking landowner or anything. I just think he was, <laughs> you know, a little on the richer side. That's it's all. fine. We owned mines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had a temple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's he's revered as a deity in Pakistan, yeah. which is why he's so ripped now. <laughs> Every ten years or so, we do a ritual where we yeah. tear out someone's heart and still yeah. beating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now that's probably not woke because that was India and it's in what's probably looked back on now as a fairly racist movie. What? What? What are you talking Temple about? Temple of Doom. You ever seen the Temple of Doom? Oh, I didn't. Oh no, I have. I didn't. I did. I thought maybe you I should just, have said Kalima as well. Yeah, I thought you were just saying a weird random. Yeah, that is that is. Oh, now Doom. that I realize that's what All you're right. doing. Yeah, uh, I thought about. I disavow. I disavow you and <laughs> this enough, podcast. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I thought you were just saying like a weird deity like ritual. Well, yeah. I mean, it is. But <laughs> you specifically had to. No, now it's Temple of Doom. Now it's not woke. If, yeah. yeah. They're doing oh, a new well. indie. They're doing a Indiana Jones five. Oh, fuck! Thank God. Yeah, we were way sitting around. Wondering. I think it's Chris Pratt. I think they're talking about Chris Why Pratt. Doing it. Why wouldn't it be? <coughs> yeah. If it's not Chris Pratt, it should be The Rock. <laughs> in my opinion, no, he's too big. He's too big. You want Indiana Chris Jones? Pratt's to- fucking big. Yeah, he is. Indiana Jones was like kind of a. He wasn't a nebbish, but no, he but he's passed meant for to someone be... who moonlighted as a fucking professor. Yeah, where's the rock? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> his fucking big ass guns. Maybe like a liberal tattooed, arts college professor. Tattooed guns sticking out of his fucking button up. Well, welcome kids to Joe Rogan University. Yeah, well, actually, where old fact, professors look like me. <laughs> yeah. Fun for fun fact. Um, what's it called? Uh, the Rock actually complimented Kumail on the body transformation. There was <laughs> something he was telling to the effect of like, wow, brother, that thick muscle isn't easy to achieve. Congratulations. <laughs> it's just some weird fucking... People in Hollywood are not like us, man. They're no. fucked up. There's something going on with those people. Well, there are, yeah. They're not fucking normal. Uh-huh. Like this weird, like, I know I'm on stage when I tweet. Like, it's just fucking odd. Yeah. Like, I know you're on steroids. The Rock is probably on something. HGH, probably. You'd imagine something. Nice, HGH. Maybe he's on a TRT, like Joe Rogan. He's looking younger than he did when he was a wrestler. <clears throat> yeah. That's kind of crazy. Have you ever heard Joe Rogan talk about how he's on steroids, but don't say anything to him about it? <laughs> it's pretty obvious with him, right? Yeah, well, yeah, because his thing is he's like, it's not steroids, it's TRT. <laughs> I'm just refilling the testosterone that I would have if I wasn't my age. There's not, yeah. It's not a steroid. It's not a drug. Of course I'm doing it. Of does course. It, is why that, would I not do it? Does that count as steroids, though? Testosterone replacement therapy? I don't think it does, no. Okay. But so. it's definitely he's not natural. Well, no. Idea, but he's right? also short. He's short. And here's what I've been thinking about as I've been getting into getting ripped it's recently. Thinking about the size of his day. I'm thinking if he's been visiting the fucking McMahon burial ground. <laughs> Just shoving his head in it. No, he might have been somebody's testicle that was put in the McMahon burial ground and it got so big it started its own podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, Became he looks like world. a testicle. Like if you were going to do a little like uh, musical stage play and like someone had to play a testicle. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like someone's drawn a face on their own. Like mm-hmm. someone shaved it. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sort of drawn like a little snowman face on it. Well, what I was just thinking about is like, yeah, so apparently he is short, but I'm always thinking about like every ripped guy you see is short. And it makes me wonder 
why that is. Maybe it's easier to build muscle the shorter you are. This is what I'm trying to figure it. out. Maybe, I'm like, uh-huh. is there's less of it or like it's easier for your body fat percentage to be lower when you have lower body like you know what I mean? Like you're is I don't I can't figure it out. But every time I bring this up to people, they just you also go, see a lot of short fat people though, so maybe it goes both ways. This is what I'm saying. So it would go <laughs> both ways. But what I'm saying is our body extremes easier in short people, whereas like the taller you get it's more common to just be kind of average. Evens out. Maybe. Because what I'm every time I bring this up to people, they always say the same thing, which is like, well, they're short, so they're compensating by being buff. I can't I can't imagine it's that easy. Because it is such an overwhelming majority of like all the guys you see on YouTube, like the fitness YouTubers who fucking wear glasses when they do their informational videos, <laughs> but they're like busting through their t shirt with their muscles. Yeah. Every single one of those guys is five foot four. Like it's insane. How ubiquitous it is that ripped guys are all short. Oh, actually, that brings me on to something else that you talked about a while ago that I had no real experience of. I've been watching a little bit of that uh, competitive eating stuff on YouTube recently. Oh, who are you watching? Eric the Electric's the one oh, that that's keeps my guy. coming up. That's the yeah. one you were talking about? I've seen him and Matt Stoney are my two guys. Yeah, I think he's full of shit. I think he's faking it. Faking what? Uh, the amount he eats. How could he be doing that? It's a single Editing. shot. It's a single shot that's sped up and edited. Who's come on? I think he's faking it. I don't think so. I think he's faking it. I, I think, think so. he's faking it. I don't think he's eating that much. I think he is. Nope. It'd be so easy when it's sped up that fast to literally just take stuff and push it under. Oh, what's he got? Like fucking, a basic uh, magic he's trick. He's got the guy who directed the fucking Revenant doing his videos for him. Like, what? what? It's an unbroken shot. How is he tricking It's stuff? an unbroken shot, which is sped up sometimes. Like, so over he's like doing times. magic. Like, he's like looking like he's putting it in his fucking mouth and then slipping it in his shirt collar. No, and literally, it fall all you'd have to do is put something out and go, bum, 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 and then just drop it into your lap or onto the floor. It's really easy. I could do it. I could pretend to eat that much. He's not eating that much. He looks visibly uncomfortable the whole video. Like he, every maybe end of every video, he looks like he's gonna die. Well, maybe he eats enough to get that feeling, or maybe he. Here's a concept. Maybe he acts. Maybe okay. (laughs) Well, or maybe he's just speeding up the video because if he didn't, it would be a fucking hour long video. Well, why then in this age of like live streams and Twitch and stuff like that? Why is he never doing it on there? As far as I know, anyway. Honestly, probably because he. There's often many occasions where he like shits his pants or something like that. I don't or, like think throws so. up or his girlfriend comes in and they get in a fight because I don't know how deep you've dove on. I've him. seen a few times where his girlfriend wanders in. Yeah, it's pretty interesting because she should, knows he's faking it. You so should, she looks yeah, down. She's like, she looks down at like all the burgers You're on the floor. Yeah. Fraud. That's why she's angry. She looks down at all the burgers <laughs> yeah, on the floor. Yeah. I married a fraud. Dude, no, you should, like, you should stop watching Eric the Electric and start watching his other channel, The Electrics, which is just <laughs> those two. It's like their daily life vlogging of just those two freaks. Okay, so first of all, I have a lot. To, I'm glad you watched this. I have a lot to say about this guy. <laughs> oh, God, no. For one thing, he is absolutely the definition of bulimic. Like, he is... He says he was former anorexic. Right. Yeah. He still has an eating disorder. It's mm. binging and purging. Just because you purge through exercise doesn't mean you're not still you're still in a very unhealthy eating cycle. Does it count if you're not really eating that much? <laughs> let's okay. Let's just for the rest of the conversation. <laughs> let's assume he's really eating as much he's as he not. says he is. He's not. He doesn't. He's not doing it. All right. Well, that's one theory. I've not heard that one yet. Really? That's an interesting. I would be. One. I haven't looked at the comments or anything, but I guarantee you there are people who point that out. I mean, I'm I'm telling you, man. Like it's not real. My. <laughs> My man apparently is like truly has one of the worst 
lifestyles I can imagine a person having to where I'm wondering, like, is your heart going to burst when you're like 35? Probably not. He's not eating it. What? Probably not. He's not eating it. <laughs> he just exercises. <laughs> this is a no-go. This is... <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. If he no, really was eating all of that, he'd be no in trouble. Quarter. He's not because uh, he's not doing it. Because what he does, it seems, is his his what he alleges is that he'll eat these, you know, 10,000 cal- and he puts out like one video a week. Mm-hmm. So he'll have a day where he eats 10,000 calories, you know. If I'm trying to lose weight, I can eat between 2,000 and 2,500 calories a day, right? Roughly, probably should be less. And like that's 14,000 in a week, right? So fucking imagine eating 10,000 in I, one I day. I understand. Yeah, it's a lot. It's I'm a hell for of a the lot. fucking viewers who don't understand fitness okay, but like we have you talked and I about do. This already. We're fitness gurus. Okay. But we did talk about this guy already. So I think. Do we? Yeah, you do. Oh. Well, apparently yeah. what he then does is he goes in bicycles and fucking runs and does all this fucked up shit. But like you'll. Wa- <laughs> you sh- up shit when, like running. <laughs> well, when you get into the fucking deep videos, you'll see him being like, I'm doing a 20,000 calorie challenge today. So I just ran five miles straight, and then I'm going to run five miles home. Yeah, he probably didn't even do that either. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is just fraudulent videos. I think he's, I think he's full of shit, yeah. If I don't the, think it's well, real. Well, that's interesting. Have you gotten into Matt Stoney yet? I don't think so. I looked at a couple of others, so maybe he was one of them. But he's the Asian guy, like fit, skinny yeah, kind of Asian guy. Yeah, who, I think I did. He's more food challenge guy, whereas Eric the Electric is more like... Um, mukbang i guess not no i guess eric the electric is always a challenge but with matt stoney it's more about speed eating it's always about like can i eat this entire pizza in three minutes or whatever right whereas with eric the electric it's all about uh if i give myself a full day can i eat thirty thousand calories Mm. don't do i they're both i mean i'm addicted to watching them they're so good that's that's another thing you wonder about it too it's like if you're really if you're really eating all of this stuff, isn't it's cold? It's always. I think cold. about that all the time. I think not, about that all the time. And he I never addresses it food. because I bet he's not eating it. <laughs> it's just something he forgot to mention. <laughs> yeah, maybe, well, maybe like, he does shit, mention for it. For realism, I should have been like, "This is cold." Yeah, you should mention it at some point. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, these are so much worse when yeah, they're cold because they've been sitting here for yeah. seven hours. He's not eating them. I do think about that all the time, though. With with mukbangs with uh with the fucking what's mukbang that's like there's not even a challenge to it it's just that's truly sick there's a guy who calls himself like nico kato Mm -hmm. and he's just this fucking obese menace of a man like (laughs) truly like 500 pounds right and he's just this 500 pounds effeminate dude and he just goes and buys Dude, it's fucked up. It's really sad, honestly. Like, because he'll <laughs> he'll show up to a video and he'll be like, "Hey guys, I'm doing a mukbang because I just got off my 30 day juice cleanse where I lost 70 pounds," and then he goes and eats a fucking full pepperoni pizza, fucking like 14 French fries, and like, and he just lays it all. So the appeal of these videos is that they're very long. They're almost like ASMR. Yeah, people watch them because they're long and nothing really happens. And you get to see a lot of food. That's quite nice. You're watching food and you're watching people (laughs) eat food. It's fucked up. I don't understand it, but it's a YouTube phenomenon. M U K B A N G. If you ever want to look it up, mukbang. And yeah, he's a he's a fucking menace, dude. (laughs) He's he's fucked up. But he yeah he'll go and he'll do like a fucking crash diet and lose seventy pounds at once because he's so obese that he that he has that much to lose. 
and then he will then gain it all fucking back immediately and then go on another crash diet because he's too addicted to the fucking mukbang life. It's fucked, man. Well, you know, mukbang sounds awfully familiar. It sounds awfully similar to uh, Micmac. Uh, <laughs> Big Mac Micmac challenge. <laughs> you oh, put, you put the Big Mac Put a Big in Mac the in the Micmac burial ground, it goes comes sour. Back huge. Yeah. <laughs> it comes back, back with a giant dick. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a dick now. That's all this. That's all this. Oh, so it's not just about changing yeah. sizes and proportions. Yeah. It's purely about creating dicks. The extended <laughs> Stephen King universe is just all goes back to that piece of lore. It's like fucking it. It just changes its dick to whatever scares whatever <laughs> dick scares you dude. most. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. All right, all right. Let's call it. Let's call it already. I think so. Unless you, unless you've got more to say about. Uh, is this one episode or two? Uh, probably two. Let's do one. Just do this all as one. How long have we been going? Oh, a fair while. Two hours. Oh yeah, just under. Just under one. All right. Leave it all in. All right. People want to hear it. Yeah, they do. They love it. Or if you're going to do two, start the main feed episode with the Pet Cemetery content. Leave, <laughs> leave the Oregon shit for fucking bonus. Okay. Well, or no, just, your, your, your time in the Alaskan Airlines lounge. Yeah, I know. As exciting no, as it stuff. was. Yeah. You know what? Policy. Actually, yeah, do that. Because yeah. I want to start the episode strong. We're coming back. Cut this in half. Start with Pet Cemetery on the main feed. The bullshit in the airport is in the fucking bonus feed. All right. Boom. Maybe we'll do something like that. Good laughs. Have we want decided. laughs on this fucking show. Yeah. What, why were you doing that with like the Italian? <laughs> yeah. I had, for those of you at home, I had my fucking... <laughs> we want the laughs on this show. Oh, I had like my three fingers up in the air yeah. while I did that. Very uh, strange behavior. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, what are we going to do next? We're going to go fucking record that audio? Yeah, probably. Kind of have to. At least try. I feel like, yeah, I feel like we're going to get in trouble if we don't. Yeah. All right. We'll give it a go. All right. Anything <laughs> to say to the people on the way out the door? No, not really. You tried the uh, you tried the new McDonald's chicken sandwiches? Uh, how do, new? They've entered the chicken sandwich wars. Yeah. How new? It's been like a while, right? Eight months old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did. A, I did have. It one. might not it's, even be on the menu anymore. No, I did have one. It's not. It's not as good as Chick Fil A. So is this what it is? Is everyone's trying to do their own Chick Fil A? I think so. I Everyone mean, it's has very similar. Everyone's locking into the idea of what if we sold a chicken breast on our sandwich that actually had like some weight to it, as opposed to a fucking like a little patty. Yeah, like yeah. a little patty. Yeah, with pickles specifically. Um, yeah. yeah, which you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. No, Do you eat the pickles on the Chick Fil A? Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, I like pickles. You like sandwiches? Pickles. Yeah, sandwiches, okay. burgers. Yeah, interesting. You know what I've been eating? What? The uh, the oh, veggie delight at Subway. Ugh. Well, I mean, yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna just eat vegetables, then you might as well do it at Subway. I was about to say, yeah, I'm sure you're not eating anything McDonald's anymore. Uh, no, I've been to McDonald's in a very long time. Unfortunately, I would say, I think of all the fast food chains. Least vegetarian friendly, least vegan friendly, at least. McDonald's is number one. The only thing you can get is the apple pies. Even <laughs> the fries are cooked in beef tallow, allegedly. Uh, not anymore. There seems apparently. to be debate on that. Not so anymore, I'm with yeah. you. I remember Malcolm Gladwell running a whole fucking documentary about how they're not cooked in beef tallow no, anymore. That's why they taste worse now. This is what I heard. <laughs> this is what I hear. Uh, but so then the I looked up something yeah, else yeah, and it, it said. Terrible. I looked up something else and it said they are still cooked in animal fat. So I don't know. But 
I would imagine everything in the McDonald's kitchen is at some point touched. Well, sure. But like, if you want to be a real purist about it. Well, if you're worried about cross-contamination or what it's yeah. cooked in, then sure. Yeah. But then again, how real is all that meat anyway? <laughs> hey, who knows? So I'd say McDonald's is one of the least friendly. Jack of the Box is pretty unfriendly, too. It's hard to find anything at Jack of the Box. Really? Yeah, they don't have any options, really. Um, and then probably would be Panda Express is one of the best ones. Really? As in best as in the worst. Oh. Because they actually have on their website, we do not recommend like vegans or vegetarians eat at our restaurant. Oh, fuck yeah. Because they cook everything in animal fat. Like fucking even like the rice and the chow mein. That's very surprising though. You'd think they would cook it in like, you know, cheap oils. You would think that. Yeah. Maybe that's why it tastes so good. It doesn't though. No, fucking Panda Express has always sucked. Yeah. Dude, I don't get, I don't. Where I grew up, for some reason, people were so fucking horny for Panda Express. Really? They were so excited about it. When one opened up in town, people were like fucking... It was like the Wells Fargo wagon came into town. They were so fucking excited. It's <laughs> pretty bad. It sucks. It fucking yeah. has always sucked. And everyone was like, oh, the orange chicken. Remember when the orange chicken at Panda Express was like the big meme? No. Well, it was. People <laughs> okay. were all about the orange chicken at Panda Express. It fucking sucks. We don't have them in England, I don't think. Panda Thank Express. Um, but yeah, Chinese food out here is bad in general, though. Like, PF Chinese is true. also bad. What about Hot Walk next to Zombie Joe's? You been there? Uh, no, I haven't. I don't like the look of it. I've seen the guy out by the trash bins. Old Quan? Yeah. It's kind of weird, isn't it? I don't know if uh, this is I'd go in the... there. I'm going to go in there soon. Because every, every once in a while, someone in a cast will be getting it. Like, I was there with uh, Warren, friend of the show, Warren. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was just eating this massive fucking bowl of fried rice. It looked good. <laughs> and I was like, where the fuck did you get that? And he was like, oh, next door. Yeah. And apparently it cost about five fifty for that massive bowl of rice. So I can't even tell if that's expensive or not. It's not. Really? $5.50 for, for a rice? Huge, <laughs> huge bowl of fried rice. Yeah. With know. fucking egg, vegetables, whatever you want in there. You probably do alright at Indian restaurants. A lot of them are at least vegetarian friendly. Oh, certainly. Indian food is great for that. Yeah. But I'm talking about fast food though. Oh yeah. Taco Bell's the best. Del Taco is really good as well. Yeah. Burger King has the Impossible Whopper. Carl's Jr. has the Beyond Burger. Chick fil A's got nothing for you. Oh yeah, they do. What? They got soy chicken. Oh really? Ew. No, I have no idea. No, they don't. Yeah. Uh although I think El Pollo Loco has a Pollo List Pollo now. Oh god. Dude, it's the way of the future. You better get used to it, brother. Yeah, just come all these fucking... Uh, My boy Bill Gates is fucking... He's already decreed, and we all know the fucking influence he has. Yeah, we're all society. anti-GMO, but we'll eat this like, complete Frankenstein nonsense. I'm not anti-GMO. Masquerading as... Uh, I'm well, pro-GMO. <laughs> I'm a big fan of GMOs. No, I'm just saying it's kind of a funny... It is a funny... I agree with that. ...conflation of two different Yeah, uh, Bill Gates, who fucking got everyone to take the vaccine... He also uh, is saying now he like decreed publicly that everyone should be eating. Everyone in a first world nation should be completely on lab grown meat, at least red meat. Said everyone should be on lab grown red meat within the next five years. Like England, America. Lab. Yeah, have you heard about that? I didn't know it was anywhere near to being ready. It's market ready. It's going to hit the market like within the next year. Oh. Mm. It'll probably be, they're trying to get it down to like uh they say it's going to hit the market at first for about 10 to 15 dollars a pound. Oh, that's quite expensive. It's expensive, but it's not as bad as one would think for lab grown. However, it is well, still not vegan technically. I don't give a fuck, but 
it it is technically the way they get it is by like extracting some kind of cells from a fucking calf's heart or something like that. Right. And then they use that to make a million fake. Wouldn't it be awesome if it, if it equated to exactly one adult cow's worth of. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that. I'll have to look into it. Um, he says it for, um, yeah, he says that first world nations have a responsibility to the environment. Because, uh, you know, it costs so much resources to fucking grow a cow or whatever. But To grow a cow? But I <laughs> I would love to see him try to tell China. In the same way that yeah. the whole world has tried to tell China anything. Yeah. Like, hey, man, stop polluting. They're just going to fucking yeah, no, enslave I don't see us that. all, dude. I don't see that happening. And if it's that expensive, I don't see it really catching on with, like, most fast I think food the idea restaurants is that, either. Like most things, it starts expensive, then gets cheaper. Maybe. Like Impossible Meat used to be, like, $15 a pound, and Still now it's, like... Still fucking expensive. Six ninety nine For a pound of ground yeah. meat? Well, 12 ounces, but they don't sell pounds. They sell it by the 12 ounces. Yeah, that's, that's expensive compared to the real thing. Well, what's the fucking real thing? The shit I used to buy at the fucking grocery store that was, like, the... Uh, 70% fat, 30% lean shit in the fucking, that, the four ninety nine little cardboard box. I don't know. Trader Joe's, you can get four ninety nine for like eighty twenty or eighty five fifteen. Is it 80 lean or 80 fat? I don't remember. 80 lean. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. I wasn't eating 70% no. fat. <laughs> okay. I was no. doing 70, 30. Sometimes when I was feeling really cheap, I think I would even go as low as 60, 40 sometimes. Also, that fat's fine. Well, it's not bad. No, it just it just tastes not. It doesn't taste as good. No, I wouldn't get seventy percent lean not for a ground meat. Nah, that sounds a bit too. So okay, so you just said that's fine. Well, ten like percent lower, you were like that's unreasonable. <laughs> Seven. I just can't imagine. I can imagine there being a bit of a drop off there. Fat. Right? I'm, by the way, Impossible has a ton of fat in it, as does Beyond. Mm-hmm. Don't let anyone convince you that those things are healthier than the alternative. They are not. No. The only thing they might not have is cholesterol. They probably don't have cholesterol. Because I think cholesterol specifically comes from animal fats. Yeah. Well, but. I've had good ones of those. I've had like good Impossible Burgers or, what, or Beyond or whatever. Mm-hmm. But whenever I bought it myself and tried to do it, it tastes like dog food. It really? It's really bad. Yeah. Bad cook? Really? No, I, I feel like I cook it as well as <laughs> you can. I'm joking. But it's mushy and not very nice. Maybe what's going on is those restaurants are just selling I, beef. I, I do wonder. <laughs> Don't you ever wonder sometimes? I do wonder. All those like <laughs> super popular like uh, – because vegans are weirdly annoying because they're always trying to find... They're weirdly annoying or are they just straight up annoying? Huh? Well, they're, <laughs> they're annoying in, the, in this particular way, which is they're annoying in the exact same way that anyone who's non-vegan is annoying, which is they're obsessed with fucking food trucks. And oh, this has yeah. been a thing that has plagued me ever since I moved to LA in general, whether I'm eating meat or not, which is fucking these goddamn food trucks are the biggest craze at all times. Food I went trucks to a food and food yesterday. Food stands. I fucking hate food trucks. <laughs> I don't want to eat on the sidewalk like a fucking animal. You want to talk about dog food? Any food becomes dog food when you get it from a food truck because you're eating it, it like a dog would. You can take it to sit down somewhere. Where? At these plastic chairs they might put out for a fucking little bit of pity? Or a bench. A I, I don't bench. know. <laughs> a never... bench. I'm eating it on a bus stop next to fucking Herbert the Homelessman. Well, what, fucking... when, you go, when you go to Subway, do you just sit in the restaurant at Subway and eat your sandwich? As a matter of fact, I do. It's horrible. <laughs> no, it's great. Fluorescent lighting. It's fucking, it's fucking air conditioned. It's nice. I can refill my soda as much as I want. Oh, see, I never do. I do whatever I can to avoid sitting in a place. Like, I'll, I'll take so it to my car. So what do you do? You go and eat this food in your car? Yeah, I'll take it to my okay, car. Okay, well, I hope you're getting a nice fucking, I hope you're getting a lot of fucking uh, refreshment out of that 12 ounce can of warm soda they always give you at the food truck 
for fucking five dollars a can. I, well, Food trucks fucking suck, man. I'm you order, a- you fucking wait in a ninety-minute line to order, and then thirty minutes to get your food from the time you order for the fucking privilege of eating mediocre food on the fucking sidewalk. It sounds like you've just gone to a bad food. Truck. I'm on to only bad food <laughs> trucks because there are only bad food trucks. No, man, I went to a taco truck yesterday. I got some. I got for how long did you wait? Like not long at all. How long? Less Put than- a number on it. Less than five minutes. Bullshit. To get your food from time of order? Yeah. That was preheated then. That was fucking pre-cooked and they put it in the microwave. <laughs> uh, well, maybe. I don't care. It tastes good. Bull- that was it John Favreau's food truck from Chef? <laughs> <laughs> was no, John Leguizamo fucking working the grill? Dude, it's just a fucking taco truck. It's not very hard to put a taco together. Like, uh, Yeah, uh, they were good. It was uh, for, I think, just less than $10. I got nine tacos. I think the last time I got... It was some cabeza taco. You had I've, cabeza? Isn't that head meat? Yeah, it's like cheek and head, yeah. Cabeza means head, right? Yeah. Uh, gross. No, that's great. Uh, it's like really fatty beef. I've never had lovely. that, actually. I never had lingua, either. A lingua is lovely. Yeah. Tongue. Yeah. No, uh, it's really good. You should try it. You should try it. Yeah. They're most, most tacos are good. The only ones I don't get generally are like fish. Fish tacos. Nah, I like a fish taco every nah, so often. they don't work for me. Okay. It feels like the wrong kind of meat to be putting in there. Oh, you haven't had the right fish. I, the, I don't like necessarily all... I do like it, but I don't... Oh, you know what? I like a fish burrito. Right. Um, if it's like a, a shredded fish, like a shredded white fish or a catfish or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that's normally what Not they'll necessarily, do. Well, no. In fish tacos, a lot of the time, it'll be a fried piece of fish, almost like a fish stick that they oh, stick no. in there with cabbage and, uh, you know, some kind of dressing. Oh, no. I've never had that. Whenever I've had it, it's whitefish. You've never been to like Rubio's or Baja Fresh or any of those chains? Well, no, because, you know. No, I'm, I'm talking well, about no, like, a fried fish taco is very common. I've, well, if I've it's had called a fried in, fish taco, then maybe. But Well, like in uh, I've, when I went to Ventura on that date, I, I went to Ventura. We ate tacos on the beach. I had fried fish tacos. and I, But what I really had that was really good was the shrimp taco. Shrimp tacos are fantastic. Yeah, I'm not a big seafood fan anyway, so maybe ah, that, well, that, maybe that explains it. it. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say is, uh, yeah, every fucking food truck I've ever been to sucks my dick and balls. Fucking, and then I ask them how I did it, and they say I learned it in Girl Scouts. <laughs> Fucking, we'll end it right there. We'll end it on a zinger. There you go. And Tell them, Steve Dave. <laughs> we had an ending there, and now it's gone. Oh, man. Do we have a sign-off? Well, yeah, when you, when you tell them at the taco truck to suck your... Dick and balls. They yeah. go, whoa, where'd you get this dick and balls? <laughs> and you say, I got it at the Micmac burying ground over there. I know it sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's when he's staying over there. That guy, yeah, exactly. the athlete, the Tabasco. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Seems like a good idea. <laughs> I, too, thought it would be great to have a massive dong. By the way, this footage, this fucking drone footage that we're looking at is from the uh, Gaze Over COVID snitch Instagram. <laughs> uh, oh, that's, yeah, that's dated now, though. That, that was like uh, a year ago, wasn't it? See, this is my fucking problem, man. No, I haven't now been to a food truck in over a year. Now it's all hot girl summer and fucking <laughs> <laughs> everyone's loving Hot girl summer, by the way, the meme for like the third year in a row. That feels like that one's around to stay. Yeah. Every fucking summer, come with someone, like 18 things come out. That are just either variations on the theme of hot girl summer. Yeah. I saw one recently going on with the fucking 
the anti-body shaming, anti-body dysmorphia, anti-fat phobia, whatever it is, trend coming out, you know, because people were infuriated that people were addressing the fact that they gained weight living a completely sedentary lifestyle during COVID. Mm -hmm. And they were like, don't even fucking talk about it. <laughs> Regulating how people talk about their own bodies. Right. <laughs> like, Fuck you. <laughs> don't, I don't want to fucking hear it if you've gained 20 pounds over the course. Fuck you. And so it was all about uh, this summer is not fucking uh, – this is fed girl summer. This is 15 pounds overweight summer. This is if your boyfriend doesn't like you 15 pounds heavier, you should have never been with him in the first place girl summer. And it's like fucking shut up. Did people up. ever just shut the fuck just up? Just fucking like, chill the fuck out. Granted, we're once. on a podcast right no now. No one's chatting, after you, but you Jesus Jesus fucking Christ. Calm down. Just be quiet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> nice to be quiet. Send sometimes. some of that energy elsewhere, man. Yeah. I'm surprised you have any fucking energy waiting in the food truck, fucking in the hot, blistering sun for 90 fucking minutes. Food trucks are good. Yeah, uh, the ones not. I've been to they have can been suck good. my dick, truly. Yeah. Well, it's not food to... truck girl summer over at my house, I'll tell you that much. No. tries to go to a food truck i'm gonna kick her legs do you out have any food trucks around you uh they they pop up on in the arts district sometimes yeah i wouldn't think they were going up near you because no 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 jesus christ just a risk. well we have the elote man we have the elote, elote man, man no, and the piragua man we, if i can both come they both come by <laughs> uh and then every once in a while we have this one ice cream truck i don't know if i ever told you about this it's fucked up we have this one ice cream truck that rolls by only at night and it's fucking like like a puttering fucking exhaust pipe. Right. And the it doesn't have like the, you know, pop goes the weasel or do your ears hang low chimes playing. Right. It just has what sounds like a fucking lighthouse chime where it just goes. And it just plays that puttering through the night. But I've, I've heard it so many times. I finally started looking when it came by and it's a big fucking defunct ice cream truck. Oh, that's strange. It's fucked. It's the weirdest fucking thing in my neighborhood. It's probably a front. I don't know what it's a front for. It's the worst front in the world because if it looks like as ominous as anything, it's as ominous and noticeable as anything could be. Yeah. I cannot imagine letting a child go up to it for ice cream. It has no like uh, all those pictures on the sides of ice cream trucks like Tweety Bird ice cream. What's this, that, and other? Yeah. Nothing. It's virtually unmarked except it just says ice cream on the side. Wow. And it's just puttering around. All right, look, you look like you have to pee. Well, no, I'm going to get a drink, but uh, yeah. We keep, should wrap it up. Well, no, keep in mind, though, I forgot to talk about something interesting that I did do the day after 4th of July. Which is? So it wasn't 4th of July, but it was the day after. Which we is? We went to the, uh, to the zoo. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to piss, and then we're going to talk about that. All right. So yeah, I've been uh, been trying to knock out every major LA attraction. So I got yeah, nuts. You've really become a a man about town recently. Yeah, man, nuts coming up. That's fun. Gonna go there I by myself. Yeah. When you go for Scary Farm, let me know. I love. I bought a season pass to Scary Farm in 2019. I don't know if I care about Scary Farm that much. I'm not a big okay. fan of. Uh, I'll be going haunts. alone, like always. Then probably. Go on. <laughs> Uh, but one of the other things that we did, we were trying to find something to do. We had plans for the day after July 4th, but uh, then they fell through. So kind of last minute, we were like, oh, let's just go to the zoo. Mm -hmm. The LA Zoo. You ever been there? Yeah. Sponsored by Golden Road. Is it? <laughs> yeah, sponsored by Golden Road. I so they have Golden Road all over the place. I seem to recall they had alcohol there, which I didn't Mango know carrots. was a thing at zoos. It is at this one. At the Denver Zoo, they also had alcohol, but I don't think it was Golden Road. Well, no, no. There but, would yeah. be something local probably. But 
Yeah, either way. Um, I didn't manage to get any because of the Lions. So that, it's weird. COVID's, for all intents and purposes, kind of over. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everyone's sort of there. It seems to be at normal capacity. But the, for some reason, the lines for the carrots are just really long. Every every food or yeah. drink cart, really long-ass lines. But you could go up and see the meerkats, no problem. Yeah, no one gives a fuck about No the crowds for the meerkats, Dude, no people crowds. are out and they're trying to get drunk. I think that might be it. I actually completely, very quick sidebar, I actually completely forgot to mention this, but I went to a Dodgers game unexpectedly. Uh, Sabrina had tickets through her boss, and she took me and Brandon and David along to a Dodgers game. We sat in, like, the VIP fucking seats behind first base. Oh, shit. But the interesting thing, again, first of all, Dodgers Stadium, also sponsored by Golden Road. Yeah. They're very good at, like, getting in things yeah. like that. I, I remember I went, to, much money. I went to, a like, a fairgrounds in uh, Pasadena or somewhere around that area, like Arcadia-ish area, sponsored by only thing they had on tap was Mango Cart. It's always sponsored by Golden Road. They're very smart about getting that, getting into that sphere. But anyway, Maybe just locally, like just LA. Yes, yeah. they're in. Where are they? They're somewhere here. They're in LA. Their their brewery is their brewery is out near like Glendale. Yeah, East LA. Yeah. yeah, maybe Eagle Rock, something yeah. like that. Uh, but again, also at the Dodgers game, there's a whole fucking game going on in the middle, and everything is just a huge line for the hot dogs, the soda, the beer. Everyone's just on the outskirts trying to get their beverages. It's strange. It never used to be like that. Yeah, it's I'm odd. not sure what something's exactly. going on at, at, with the meerkats too. No one gives a fuck about the meerkats. No one cares about the meerkats. They're right there. Is this one of those zoos that um, I remember at the Oakland Zoo when I was a kid? They had a meerkat exhibit, and it had tunnels through it, and you could crawl into the hill with the meerkats, and you could pop your head up in a little bubble of plastic and kind of look around oh, yeah, in no, they their environment. Yeah, with I've them. seen stuff like that. No, they don't have that here. No, the meerkats are really basically uh, there's like a railing, and that's it. It seems as though they could they easily could just jump over and just jump over. But I guess they designed a ditch that made made sure they couldn't do that. But or perhaps they just don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying the kind of people go up another mile. Well, I don't know. You'd be shocked. I mean, a lot of the times animals um, – this is the interesting thing about zoos is there's a lot of arguments to be made about the ethics of zoos. But mm-hmm. uh, there's been a lot of studies where they kind of have found like in the wild they're like animals are very like free traveling and free roaming in the wild. But if they find a spot where their resources they are met, food, yeah, they don't travel very far by their own volition. Yeah, I kind of guessed that. I made that point because I think my stepson or someone asked me. They're, they're like gazelle or antelope type things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you see them when you see them in the wild. They're always traveling somewhere or going yeah. on another side of the mountain or whatever. And he asked, you know, why aren't they bored in there? Yeah. And I thought, well, maybe. But also, I guess if they have all their needs met, then that takes out. The, they don't travel for fun, I don't think. I mean, look at me. I'm a fucking human being, the most advanced animal on the fucking planet. It's been nine years since I've been on a fucking airplane because <laughs> all my needs are met in North Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. which doesn't say it's like the right thing to do to take them out of the wild. But no, no. If they're I, born again, in captivity, I think there's a lot, of, there's you know, a lot of compelling arguments to be made. Yeah, I don't really. I, honestly, I'm not uh, informed about it enough to make a strong case one way or the other. I know there are problems with like SeaWorld and stuff like that, and probably specific zoos. But mm-hmm. for all I could tell, this one seemed to be pretty, you know, on top of things. Um, but either way, yeah, uh, I don't know. There's not much to say. I saw some monkeys. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting you say. So, and I hesitate to say this because uh, I don't. You may have heard about her, Molly, a girl that I dated this last year. Yeah, she works at the LA Zoo. You probably oh, she still you may there? have seen her. Yeah, she's. The, I don't know if you saw a girl with red hair fucking talking on the fucking megaphone about like the flamingos are doing this. No. Oh well, she's one of those. T- she's an education, whatever, right? Right. 
Um, so I hesitate to say this because I, you know, I have a friend who works at the fucking zoo. But uh, when I went there once, it was very fucking depressing. It looked like those <laughs> animals were very undercared for. <laughs> Uh, and it makes sense know. because it's a public zoo. They only have so much funding. Like, I'm sure they would be taking better care well, of the animals. They have Golden Road funding. I mean, possibly <laughs> they have Golden Road funding. But I definitely distinctly remember, like, the elephants all seemed like... The elephants did look kind of miserable. But then again, elephants sort of do. Well, elephants are very intelligent. So I think that they might be. there might be an argument that, like, certain animals, if they reach a certain threshold of intelligence, ought not to be kept in Dele, captivity. Do you ever think that there might be more to this? Yeah, I'm, they're probably sitting other. around like the elephants, the orca whales, the fucking. Yeah, the elephants just looking at the shadows. I think monkeys as on the well. Wall. Like monkeys are very smart. I feel bad for those motherfuckers. When they, they got don't have pretty a lot big of... habitats, though. Those That's monkeys, good. yeah, That's they, they swing around a lot. Um, yeah, I remember we went to the Denver Zoo, and it was actually fucked up. There was like, a, not Sharia. What's the word I'm looking for? They had Sharia at the yeah <laughs> the Denver Zoo. <laughs> Not, it's not Perda, but there's like a apartheid. That's the word apartheid. I'm looking for. There was like monkey apartheid because there was one exhibit at the Denver Zoo that was a huge fucking island surrounded mm. by a moat with tall ass trees. So tall that honestly, if the monkeys wanted to make a jailbreak, they could have. Right. They could have climbed to the top of a tree and jumped over onto a roof or something and just fucked off. But they had the fucking sweet digs on this island. They had trees, vines, everything. And then along the other side of the island was like concrete fucking pens with just tree monkeys sitting on the ground, depressed looking. Uh-huh. Like nothing in there to stimulate them whatsoever. And they're just sitting there, like staring off into the distance, like, please fucking kill me. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it was depressing as shit. The other thing that always bumps me out is like penguins and polar bears and shit, where I'm like, I know you are used to a colder environment. They didn't have any of those here. That's good, I guess. I think they had penguins at the uh, at the aquarium. Yeah. In Long Beach. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was, don't seem to give a fuck. But yeah, what I was really. saying is there was monkey apartheid. Cause I'm like, what is the difference between the monkeys that get to, cause it was all mixes. Yeah. I was like, what's the difference between the cool monkeys that get to be on cool monkey Island and the shitty fucking cardboard box monkeys over here. Maybe they did something wrong. <laughs> it's like a punishment. Like a little jail. It's a jail cell. It's a naughty step. That is funny. Maybe. I mean, those monkeys, you know, they get up to all sorts. Yeah. What, what it seemed to be like with one, I think it was a uh, squirrel monkeys. Mm-hmm. Had a big squirrel monkey enclosure, and it, like we all kind of came out to it, and it seemed like not just one pair of them, but a few pairs of them were digging in each other's ass. Nice. Like one of them would just be kind of bent over, Sounds prone, hot. and then the other one would just be reaching their hands sort of in their ass and pulling stuff out. That's cool. I think they were cleaning each other, but it was kind of funny to watch. Yeah, the monkeys are it's always like something getting Stephen up to King something might write about. <laughs> And then Lewis uh, bent uh, over in the bath. Lewis Macaque fucking got his little yeah. That's fun. Yeah. I what else did you like? I remember a lot of things. The tapers, tapirs. Oh yeah. Well, I, I don't think there were any that were outright cold tapirs, um, but they certainly looked like them. But that, they had some fancy other name. Um, well, there's different types of tapirs. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't even say taper anywhere. Really? I looked at it. I was like, well, surely that's some kind of taper, but no, some other fancy name. They definitely have a tapir at the zoo. Maybe it just has yeah. a different name or something. There are a couple of them. In the, in yeah, the, yeah. In there's the ones that are like yeah. half black, half white. Mm. I didn't see anything like that. A tapir is a yeah, I know, big cow with an elephant trunk, kind of. Well, it's not that big, is it? What a tapir? It's not They're, as big as an elephant or a cow. No, they're as big as like a hippo. Yeah, like, like a they're small hippo, fucks. maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they have a little. They look like drowsy the Pokemon. Yeah, they look weird. Yeah. They actually, now that I'm thinking about it, Drowsy is a tapir. 
I guess so, yeah. He literally is. The taper yeah. was holding a fucking But I didn't see yo-yo. a black and white one. Yeah. Oh, so they don't have that one. Well, you know, another funny thing I heard about the tapers. Again, also the inside dope. They're all gay. One of they're all fucking gay. <laughs> <laughs> Molly was like, "Can you believe this shit?" <laughs> How are there still any of them? At I don't all, even right? get it. But they're all every single one of them is gay. It's crazy. <laughs> um, no, so uh, one of them's name is like Timmy or something. I hope I'm allowed to say this on the podcast. I don't think it's no, a his secret. name is top secret. Yeah, no, not the name. He has a stalker. Not the name. He has an ex. <laughs> not the name. The fact that it like fucking near it eviscerated one of the zookeepers. Oh, really? Yeah, she got in there. Apparently, they're they look cute and they look very fat and docile, but they have not sharp, but just like a hippo, a few big teeth right. that are like kind of jagged and fucked up. And if they feel the need to, they will just fuck you up really hard. All right. Um. And this one was in there feeding it, and it just fucking took its tooth and ran it across the bottom of her guts, and they fell out. Eesh. And she lived. Like, they, she got to a hospital, and they put him back in. Take it to the McMack burying ground. <laughs> <laughs> she came back with a huge dick. <laughs> Happier than ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that got me on a rabbit hole where I, go- I tried to find the news story about that because I was so blown away when Molly just casually was like, oh, yeah, one of them eviscerated one of the workers once. Right. I was like, what? This wasn't, like, <laughs> national fucking news? And so I Googled, like, tapir zookeeper accident. There's been more than one. One <laughs> in like fucking Cincinnati or something. Someone was feeding a tapir through one of those safety cages, so they yeah. were doing everything right. Where like you know a lot of the animals, you never actually get in the pen with them. Yeah, you have like a cage that goes out, and you can kind of throw the food through the bars. Right. This motherfucker reached through, grabbed her arm through the bars, and ripped her whole arm off of her torso. Oh fuck. These fucking tapirs are menaces, yeah, dude. Mean. Yeah, it sounds like it. They're fucking menaces. Get them out of here. Wouldn't want to come across one of those in the wild. Where where are they? Where South are they America. From? South America? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds horrible. Yeah, I wouldn't fuck with them. They're like cows kind of. Uh Pete Holmes actually talks about when he was on uh, when he was a missionary, like for whatever church he grew up in. I don't mm-hmm. know if he was Mormon or what, but when he was a missionary, he spent time in South America, kind of along the Amazon, and they would hunt tapir. So he's actually eaten tapir before because they're kind of like cows. Yeah, I imagine they probably taste quite nice. There are very few animals I look at where I'm like, that wouldn't taste nice. What are your top three animals that you don't want to eat? Don't want to eat? For taste reasons, not for ethical reasons. Uh, well, these include things that I have eaten already, so I know how they taste. Because mm, sure. like alligator, I would I wouldn't care about eating again. That doesn't taste very good. What does it taste? I imagine it's very tough. They it's look very rubbery. Yeah, it looks like they have a very low body fat percentage. Yeah, it's rubbery and kind of yeah tough is also probably right. Yeah, just not very nice. Not interesting. Okay, what else? Um, I don't know. I mean, you see some things like actually insects. Like when you see people eating like huge insects, that I I don't I wouldn't be too into eating that. Snakes as well. I wonder what I think it's, I would have to guess that insects probably taste a lot like seafood. 
there's a shell, and then the inside is probably just like random it's soft a texture kinda. thing for me. I think that would bother me. I, I'm more bothered by textures than tastes. Well, and they're all the same type of animal, right? They're all arthropods. Like lobsters and bugs are basically the same thing. Yeah, I don't know if they taste any different. I would imagine yeah. so. But yeah, when you see people like the, you know, footage from like travel documentaries or whatever in China and Southeast Asia, where yeah. they're eating like big crickets and stuff, yeah, that yeah. puts me off. I wouldn't want to eat that. Uh, snake as well. You wouldn't eat a snake. I would eat it if it was. I would eat it. I would try it, but I wouldn't. Like, I can't imagine that's something I would like very much. Yeah. Probably a bit similar to alligator. Yeah, it seems like it would just be rubbery and kind of. I'm trying to think. I think I. Uh, I don't think I want to eat any animals because I don't <laughs> engage in cruelty, uh, and, I never have, yeah. and I never have, and I never have. What if that was my new thing? Yeah, I was like a board again. Trying to deny. <laughs> <laughs> my new self I'm like well uh, I could simply never fathom eating an animal personally <laughs> uh, yeah I no I'm trying to think I, uh, I'm trying to think I I don't think there's any animal that I would testicles have. I, would, I would be uncomfortable eating just because I find my own testicles even quite you know repulsive just the I just idea what of they're a, like. Like, what's the texture of them? I don't know, but I, I just start, like the idea of biting into a. See, even okay, yeah. the face you just made. That's exactly how I feel too. Yeah, I almost feel like if I bite the testicle, I'll feel the, it in my all own. The cum is gonna come out. But yeah. that's not, that's not also, where, that's not where the cum is. I'm gonna get a facial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I know logically that that's not where like cum would be. But no, it's in your uh, what do you call that? Uh, the gland the back there. Vas deferens between the vas deferens and the. No, no, no. You're uh, the thing that you can touch on the if you go through the butt. Prostate? Yeah. That's where all the fluid is. Is there any prostate? Yeah. The sperm comes from the nuts. And yeah. The, and it the actual, like, with the, the, the material comes from the prostate. Seminal fluid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So even, even though I know that logically, that if I bit into a testicle, that wouldn't all shoot out. It's hard to mentally get over that, I think. And uh, I don't know. There's nothing appealing about eating, eating bowls to me. I would eat like a heart. I would eat a brain. God, I would this eat... is making me sick. I'm just thinking about oh, my balls it. getting crunched. Well, yeah, that's the that's yeah, the that's, part. A, no, that's what I mean. Is like it truly is like there's something about the balls being eaten. It's like a very it's like corny and stereotypical, but like I really just like I don't want to eat balls. When I think about crunching <laughs> into a testicle, I can only think about my own testicle getting crunched into. Which right. sounds awful to me. Yeah, personally. Yeah, no, I feel like if I have an aver- like a strong aversion to something like that. Then I shouldn't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I trust my gut on that kind of thing. Same with roller coasters. Trust your nut. Trust my nut. Mm-hmm. Trust your nut is the name of this episode. I think we should release one super packed episode, minus the organ stuff. Save that. I feel like if we release this whole thing, people are not going to listen to get to the good stuff because we started <laughs> slow. We were not unlike a roller coaster. Where's a long tick going <laughs> the up? The lift was kind of shy. <laughs> you know what? I actually heard a little bit of feedback. About the podcast. Oh, yeah. There was an epico- episode you released a few months ago mm-hmm. that looked like there was some accident. Yeah, I accidentally, like, there was like a two second bit of audio that ended up way at the end. So it ended up being like a three hour episode. Yes. But actually, it was only a normal length, but there was a lot of dead space between that. I heard from two different people that they were extremely disappointed because they thought they were eating a three hour episode. Why and they would were you excited want that? about that? Why? Why? This is just, I'm just letting you know people want that from us. People love it. <laughs> well, if 
that's what they want. I mean, we can't, we can barely even sustain an hour or two. I don't know what they're expecting from a three-hour episode. Dude, we got three hours right here, bro. Yeah, but also... The, everything since we came inside has been gold. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't say so myself. I don't know about that. I feel like I'm getting worse. I'm getting worse at speaking. I'm getting worse at articulating. Well, you live a very insular life. I think that's no it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think like, that's true. I spend you really mo- secluded yourself. I spend most of my time talking to people who don't understand what I'm saying. So what, your daughter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she doesn't really, it doesn't really challenge you <laughs> to yeah. think of different ways to articulate. So yeah, I feel like I'm getting, getting kind of. I'm, I'm, it's like atrophying. You know. She understands. I think there's some benefit to uh, talking to children as if they were adults. I think it makes them learn faster. I told to, like, I told to her like like she's an adult, but I also know she's not going to criticize me for making like a bad point. Yeah, that's or, true. <laughs> you know. Oh, you like you like shit to you pontificate to her. No, but you know, I, <laughs> you're like, listen, idiot. <laughs> Let me tell no, you. No, but you know, I, I, there's very little pressure to like to impress her with, sure, with, your, you. with your words yeah. and your linguistics. Yeah. Uh, so I, I feel like uh, that muscle is just not being exercised at all. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of getting a bit dumber. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I could see that because I just also, spent, like, now look at me. I'm just like, oh roller coasters. That's pretty much all I was up in when I was up in Oregon. When I was up in Oregon, my sister, my stepsister, came up. She's got a kid now, so I have a niece, and this niece is like a little bit less than a little bit shy of two years old. Mm-hmm. What? It's like I don't like dogs. Like I don't have dogs for a reason, <laughs> right? Yeah. This kid is like a dog. Uh huh. In the sense of they're making noise, but I don't know what noise they're making. Yeah. I don't know why they're making noise. They're getting obsessed. This kid is getting obsessed with the same shit over and over. Her thing this last weekend was she was really into the screen door. Oh. She was into learning the intricacies of how to operate the screen door. Yeah. And I, I realize that the only person that, like, the only sibling that I'm fully related to, my brother, like, we are really cut from the same genetic cloth because he's talking to her. Like the same voice I'm talking to you in right now. Yeah. Where she's trying to open the door and he's like engaging her. He's not ignoring her like I do, but he's just like, <laughs> no, you open it like he's like, you need to pull on it like this. Yeah. And she's like looking at him for help. She's like, open, please. And he's going to her. I just saw you open it. So I don't even know what we're doing here. Yeah. Like, I don't know what we're doing here. I saw you open it. No, that's how I talked to my daughter. Yeah, too. exactly. <laughs> He, he literally said, "I don't even know what we're doing here." Yeah, I mean, the stuff like that—it it seems, uh, you know, uh, extraneous. But you, you get the feeling that they'll pick up on it eventually. Like mm-hmm. they have such a capability for learning language, like to absorb mm-hmm. how language works. So my daughter, like, understand even if she doesn't really understand individual words, she'll understand sentences that you say just kind of based on the context or yeah. how you're saying them, and that's important, I think. But Absolutely. but then everyone else in the house is going. What is this? What do you have? Yeah. What is this? Although I do ask her a lot of questions. I'll be like, <laughs> you have cats? I was yeah. like, I came up to her. I was like, do you want to see my cat? Here's my cat. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, I heard you have cats. What are your cats' names? Yeah. I'm kind of quizzing her all the time. Yeah. I was like, what are your cats' names? Because I know her cats' names. She has four cats because my sister has four cats. Right. And I'm like, what are your cats' names? And she's like trying to figure it out. She knew enough to know that she has four cats, which is yeah. kind of impressive. Yeah. No, but, they do. If you talk, to them. I mean, it's pretty common knowledge now that you're not really like baby. You're not really supposed to baby talk. 
Yeah. Because uh, that uh, just. She is also dumb as shit, though, because she just got on a fucking airplane, flew all the way up to a different state, and then saw my mom's orange cat. And she said, what did she say? I don't remember the name of her orange cat, Theo or something like that. She was like, Theo? Like thinking it was her cat in this new house. No, she's probably saying that I'm it like, looks like Theo. No, she probably didn't think it was. She oh, probably no. just thought, oh, <laughs> that looks like Theo. Yeah, I think you that know? is. Yeah, she doesn't have the words to express yeah, exactly, similarity. Yeah. So yeah. she's just like, I or know the might, word for it, this it, thing. Depending or on maybe how she young. thinks, if she's so young, she might yeah. think Theo is just the name for that type of cat. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, you start to realize when that kind of thing is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope she'll be smart. My sister's very smart for sure. I'm sure they'll raise her pretty smart. Yeah, I don't think you really have a choice. Um, you think I, it's like genetic? I, I don't think, think so. I think partly. Yeah, I, I think uh, to maybe some to an extent, extent. But I think it has a lot to do with how you're raised. Uh, sure, I think that can help one way or the other. But I think um, like inquisitiveness, and and you meet this, you, you find this in adults as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's entirely just how they're raised. Just some people have different levels of. Yeah, you know, like how inquisitive they are about something. Like, if you're the kind of person who just wants to, like, oh, what does this do? What's that? What's that? Oh, what's that for? And oh, can you tell me what that is? And can we go here? Can we look at that? If you're that kind of person, then you're. I think you're more likely to be like that when you're an adult as well. Yeah, Uh, and vice versa. You know, I think there are some kids also who just get obsessed with one thing and stick with it, and they tend to be a different. And there's a lot of kids who just want to know how to function. So, like, they walk up to you and they say, like. What do I, how do I do this? Or like, why is this this way? And you just tell them and they go, okay. And then they just accept everything that's told to them and they do exactly what they're told. And those people move to Los Angeles and they vote for Gavin Newsom. <laughs> so, By the way, I just... Boom! Looked, political satire yeah. on the pod. Nailed him. I just, I just learned actually that uh, Gavin Newsom like single-handedly is turning down the parole requests for... Um, uh, excuse me. Um, Mumia Abu-Jamal. No, uh, Leslie Van Alton, the Manson family oh, he's girl. He's a fucking enemy of John Waters. Then. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Uh, but I found out about it because I was, uh, you know, obviously I watched that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood movie again. And I was like, what's Leslie? Was she even depicted in that movie on like the ranch? But not by name, I don't think. Was she the one in the car who fucked off and abandoned them? No, no, because Leslie Van Alton didn't even have anything to do with the tape murder. She was oh, okay. the Labianca the next night. So... Uh, yeah, so just casually I looked up and saw whether she was in there and clicked on her and so is she getting parole? Because it was kind of well accepted that she wasn't the worst of them by far and she's pretty openly remorseful and she has been since the 70s and she's been in jail for a long time for not actually murdering anyone. Mm-hmm. She didn't actually commit any murder. She stabbed a corpse, but she didn't actually right. kill anyone. So it seemed kind of strange that like one other guy has who did kill someone has already been released, but she hasn't. Tex Watson has been released. No, not Tex. Uh, the, the, there was some other dude. He wasn't technically part of the Tate LaBianca murders. He killed someone on the ranch. Oh, okay. I believe, or something like that, or at an apartment. I can't remember. But um, so I just I looked into it, and yeah, sure enough, she's had like a few parole hearings recently where the parole board has basically said, yeah, we think she's good to go. And Gavin Newsom's name. <laughs> Pops up 2019 and 2020. So, like, during COVID, during the COVID pandemic, he took the time out of his day to overrule a parole board's um, ruling that she should be released. Well, do you know why? Uh, Because, I don't know, people complain. He's trying to court the conservative vote. Because he knows that's his main enemy. Maybe. And so he doesn't want the press story of Gavin Newsom's not tough on crime. Maybe, but I mean the fucking. No, I'm not defending it. I think it's a shitty fucking reason to do something. I'm but just I think saying, even by conservative standards, a lot of them are probably. Just like, <laughs> they don't <laughs> like, even do, remember do you care who about that Leslie is Van Alton. Yeah. Like she's. They're more worried about fucking uh, 
Jeff Epstein or whoever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Leslie Van Houten. I mean, she did she. So she wasn't at the LaBianca? Oh, she was at the LaBianca. She murders. did LaBianca. So it was, was like the, the night. next night? It was the night after, yeah. Some people mistakenly think it was all one night and they were all together in the same house. Yeah. But they were, no, it was the, the Tate murders included Sharon Tate and then, you know, her friends. Abigail but, Folger. Jay Sebring, I think his yeah. name was. Yeah. Um, and, and someone not else. not Roman Polanski, although he was dating. No, he, he wasn't there. Yeah, he was. It was yeah. She was pregnant with his child, and yeah. he was dating her. Yeah, but, um, horrific. Yeah, yeah. And then it was the next night they went to the a different group of them with Charlie himself. Went to the uh, Labianca house. Oh, see, I didn't know that one. Yeah, and that's where Leslie Van Outen was. But apparently, she didn't actually kill anyone. She just stabbed a corpse that was already uh, dead. Well, I read uh, someone posted a passage online that people were very fascinated by. Uh, someone posted a passage online from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the novel. <laughs> That is all about, like, again, it's another Tarantino-esque monologue Mm -hmm. about when uh, the Brad Pitt character, the stuntman, goes to France. Mm -hmm. He finds out that they're... To France. In the novel, I guess. I guess so, yeah. It's not in the movie. I just remember how it starts in his time in France. He ran across this subculture, right? Right. And he was basically ran across pimps in France, which I guess he must not have had a concept of in America. Oh, no. In the 60s in America, no pimps. Yeah, I don't don't know what the (laughs) fuck, but... He so it's this fucking again just a long-winded monologue of a pimp explaining to the Brad Pitt character how do you get a girl to sell this is their words it's like sell her pussy and give you the money for it mm-hmm. it's like every girl wants a daddy who's going to take care of her and like in order to take care of her you got to convince her blah 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 that sounds like Tarantino's just been watching that Dave Chappelle special where he spends a long time going through this book that he read about a pimp. As a matter of fact, this is what a lot of people in the comments said, is they said this yeah. just sounds like he stole it from the book Pimp by Iceberg Slim. Which is what Dip Spell talks, talks about for like 30 minutes straight. Likening yeah. it to the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. right? Well, apparently the payoff in the novel is that he... So this obviously morally ambiguous gray character with the Brad Pitt character, mm-hmm. he starts thinking about like, oh, can I start getting women to do that? And then he decides he can't. <laughs> but he goes back to America and it's because of that knowledge that he realizes that Charles Manson operates in the same way with his right. girls. Yeah, because that didn't make too much sense in the movie. Um, when he goes to the ranch and he sort of like knows that something's up. Yeah. Based on, well, I, I guess he thought they were taking advantage of George Spahn. Um, who? The, guy, the, the old guy who owned the ranch. Who was it? George Spahn. It was called Spahn Oh, George ranch. Spahn. George, yeah. The character. I, I, yeah, wasn't yeah. it Bruce Dern? Bruce, Bruce Dern played okay, him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he was a real guy. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, Spawn Ranch. That's yeah. a real thing. They used yeah. to shoot fucking westerns there and shit, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's burned down yeah. now. Weirdly, it burned down like a year after the Manson murders in a wildfire. Oh, I thought it was still standing. No, no, it's been burned down. There, yeah. there were other ones that were kind of similar. I think they used one up in Simi Valley near me to film mm. the movie. But yeah. Yeah, it didn't quite make sense that he goes there and he's like, oh, i got to get to the bottom of this. Like, yeah, no, like he would you. know what I mean. I'm telling yeah. you, dude, we should read this book. Poor no. quality book club. <laughs> Poor quality book club, bro. Poor. Yeah, that's not... I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to read it. I can't it. imagine how tedious it, First of all, it looks like, kind of, honestly, very cleverly, Tarantino released the first... I assume this book is new to yeah. market. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it just I saw out. it at the airport. It's in paperback. It's in trade paperback like small paperback format yeah which means he chose because no book does that voluntarily no no but he probably wanted it to be like pulpy exactly but that's that's first of all that's fun second of all that's immersive he's making the book an immersive object (laughs) second of all that probably also means the book is like 7.99 
uh, list. I don't know. A mass market usually retails for between seven ninety nine and nine ninety nine. I know this is working at Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Okay. There's mass market, TPB, and hardcover. Yeah, I don't know. There are some paperbacks that are definitely well over ten dollars. Those are TPBs. Okay. Those are like your Chuck Palahniuk books. Yeah. That are a little bit bigger. This is a mass market size. This is like they look like a you know a, a sci-fi novel or something. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Okay. Well, that's the book report. There's the book report. Yeah, From but we haven't read PQP <laughs> Max. Uh, we we gotta we gotta wrap yeah, this up do. now. Sorry, yeah, 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 so that we can do our. We got some work to do. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Give us an ending. Uh, I might be going to nuts tomorrow. What do you think I should go on first? Ghost Rider. First? You think okay. I should start with that? I, I Well, here's the thing. When you walk in, it's going to be directly to your left. Yeah, I it's know. It's welcoming <sighs> you as soon as you walk in the park. Does that mean I should go on it first, though? Well, you can go to Camp Snoopy if you go to the right instead, you <sighs> fucking pussy. Is that what the kids want to go to Camp Snoopy? <laughs> What if Camp Snoopy had some intense ass coasters in it? Oh, man, you see, you see, why I realized though with like the Incredicoaster, yeah, is the like that was about perfect for me. Like, I really, it, it didn't frighten me. I didn't feel frightened on it. I didn't. There were no bits where I was like, oh, I hate this. Mm-hmm. So it was like perfect for me. Yeah. But apparently, there is no other roller coaster in the world that can like match it for that quality. Everything is either way worse or more wussy. War baby, yeah, yeah, and I like the incredible. Like, if I can find something that's like that, I'd be well, happy. Right now, I'll say that. this. I mean, I don't know if this even matters to you, but you're not going to find a ride that says like it's a very. It's not the most intense roller coaster by any means, but not when it was Incredicoaster, but when it was uh, California Screaming, that was a top fiver for me. Right, I love the music. I love the design. It's like a fun, elegant coaster. It's yeah. on the lighter side for sure, but it's just a nice coaster. It runs really smooth. Yeah. Yeah, you are not going to find that. You're either going to find know, gnarly, chaotic rides that are way more intense or fucking baby rides. I know. And that's what kind of sucks. It's like yeah. that is a good level for okay, me. Okay, I'll say this. Start with Jaguar. It'll mean nothing to you. Yeah, probably. So go to the right. When you go into Knott's, hang a right. You're going to go through Camp Snoopy. Get your adrenaline pumping with any of those rides if you want. <laughs> uh, and then keep walking into the kind of uh, Mexican area. I don't know what it's called, but in at Knott's, it's always the Dia de los Muertos themed area. Right. And then you're going to find like the drop zone ride. I recommend just skipping that. Oh, you're yeah, not, you're not ready yet. No, it's I'm pretty go fucking crazy. I'm not going on that. Okay, I, then just I don't, don't even go want on to. It. No. no, you're good. Okay. Yeah. So then you're going to have, right in that area, you're going to have Jaguar. I'd uh-huh. say go on that first. Right. Then test your nuts with Montezuma's Revenge. You think I, I think should go graduate from Jaguar to Montezuma's Revenge straight away? They're next to each other in the park. Ugh. Well, so, I mean, I, can, I have legs that work. I, I, I know, but I'm just, like, Montezuma's Revenge is not, it's on the lower end. It's on the lower echelon of it intensity. It looks pretty fucking, like, it's, it's got a one launch, loop a forward, loop, one loop backwards. And then you go all the way up. Yeah. It seems pretty You'll intense. be okay. It, it'll tell you this. It's intense, but it's over very fast. It's a really quick ride. Yeah. Okay. Walk past that. Then on your right-hand side is going to be Accelerator. Uh, I'm not going on that straight away. Well, you didn't. You just went on Montezuma's Revenge no, and Jaguar. Th- that's not three. If that's you not can survive, ex- If you can survive Montezuma's Revenge... Yeah. You can survive accelerator. Survive, but is here's different. the problem. Here's the problem with accelerator. It always has an endlessly long line because it can only run one car at a time. Yeah, see that I would, and you will out. lose your nerve in yeah, that line. I will. So skip that for now, yeah. or or 
if you get your nuts up and you want to go back to knots a second time, you have that season pass, you should make that ride the first thing you go. Accelerator? Through. Yeah, because there won't be a line. You won't have time to you won't have time to swallow your nuts. Like just that one looks pretty. Okay, so at accelerator you're gonna hang a left. You're gonna go past like some kitty rides, blah blah. blah. You will then see hang time. Keep walking. Um, Yeah, I'm not gonna keep walking, Buster. Then you'll have Pony Express. You can cool down. (laughs) So you're gonna go Jaguar, Montezuma's Revenge, Accelerator. Woo! If you can get the nuts up for Accelerator, you'll be good. Then you can cool down with Pony Express. And then you'll be in the ghost town area and you can go on ghost rider mm-hmm. and then you can end with silver bullet. Yeah. And that's pretty much all the rides there, yeah. isn't it? Well, well, there's a log ride. I'll go on that. Yeah. That's a great ride. Yeah. That's the cool down period right there. And you should also go on the dark ride, the mine train ride. I know. Is that stupid though? No, it's fucking awesome. Fuck you. It's awesome. First it of all, you go does into a just scene. seem to be like people like, you know, hammering stuff. And yeah, but it's fun. It's like it's it was built before any Disneyland rides. No, I know. It's the inspiration it's, for Splash it's Mountain. Supposedly. Honestly, better than most Disneyland rides in terms of scale. There's a scene in there where you like go past a mining scene that is literally about four stories tall. Yeah. Like it's like two stories below you and two stories. It's know, fucking people huge. Mining. Like, do I, <sighs> yeah, who cares? It's still cool. Yeah, sure. Well, I'll tell you one thing. If you like horror, the fucking way those masks have melted on their animatronic frames is fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about a ride that needs refurbishment. That shit is pretty creepy now. Yeah. Unintentionally. Okay. But it's a great ride. It's fun. It's a little claustrophobic. You'll have a lot of fun. There's a, there's a, there's a fast part at the end. Oh, really? Don't be alarmed. There's going to be like a loud noise, and then you're, the train's going to go a little faster. Okay. Um, but yeah, I love That's one of my favorite rides at that park. All I right. always go there. And then try checking it. For laughs, go check out the uh, VR shooting gun ride. Oh, no. The I'm fucking Kraken thing. Nah. It is one of the worst rides I've ever been on in my yeah, entire life. That, it's no. insanely bad. Yeah. I forget that. And then you're good. Then you're done. They have like then stop by the passes. fried chicken restaurant at the front, Mrs. Knotts' yeah, fried chicken. Maybe. Do they have a front of line passes? They do, but you don't need them. No? I mean, if you got the money to throw around, I guess why not? But like if you want if you if you had a front of the line pass, your day would be done in like an hour and a half, probably. I'm aware of that. Well, that's true, because you like, need the you need the time to fucking yeah, exactly. sit there. <laughs> exactly. Uh I don't know if they do, honestly. I know Magic I Mountain office, does. But... I know Universal does, but I do not know if Knots does because yeah, I've never the been there and felt like I needed one. No lines on never too bad. It's always pretty empty at you know, at Knots, which okay. is nice. But again, I've never really been during the summer. Yeah. Oh wait, no, I have. Oh, that's what you spend the rest of the day doing, bitch. You go to Ghost Town Alive, oh, the fucking yeah. immersive. It's the best ARG. It's the best immersive show you will go to. It might not be uh, running at the moment. Darren Lynn Bowsman can suck my <laughs> pet cemetery dick and balls because Ghost Town Alive is the best immersive experience ever made. All right. You heard it here. You heard it here, folks. All right. Well, we'll see how I do. Okay. We'll see how I do. On the next episode of PQP. I would say Ghost Rider before fucking Accelerator. Okay. On, well, now. you're just going to do some backtracking then. But that's oh, fine. I don't mind about walking. I'm, okay. I all do... right. Okay. If you could go Jaguar, Montezuma's Revenge, and then Ghost Rider. You, you can... think I should do Montezuma's Revenge before Ghost Rider? Yes. Yes, Ghost Rider is much more intense than Montezuma's Revenge, despite really? what I said earlier, yeah, which is, I like, think, the exact opposite. Exactly. Yeah, you're all over the place. I don't, I don't know, know what to Ghost, believe. <laughs> Montezuma's Revenge has a loop. I don't care about a loop in and of itself. It's fucking quick, though. Like, even when you're being suspended up in the... Like, the worst part of Montezuma's Revenge, honestly, 
is when you're going up on the lift because the lift pulls you up by the ass rather than yeah. taking you up a hill. And when you're kind of hanging there for a little bit before you drop down and do the loop, that's the worst part. But it lasts fucking five seconds. Yeah, five seconds can feel long. Yes, it can. And well, it will. the loop on the Incredicoaster didn't bother me much. Good for you, man. I'm proud to say. Hey, actually, <laughs> that loop always uh, throws me for a loop because every it's time I'm... Radley. Boo Radley is it? It's pretty rattly. It rattles. Oh, I don't know about that. I was surprised. It was like, I just know that my one problem on the Incredicoaster is that I'm a big fat guy, and when I get in the shoulder harness, they mm-hmm. always lock it down. They always come by and like fucking kick it. Yeah. Like they kick my shoulder harness to where it's as tight as it can possibly be. And I have a real fucking claustrophobia thing where if I can't take a full deep breath, I feel like I'm going to fucking die. Uh-huh. I can still breathe just fine if I just take normal breaths. But for some reason, I'll freak out if I can't like fully inflate my chest, right? Right. So what I do is I have to get on that ride and I have to have the most upright chest out pot, like barrel chested posture in the world. Right. So that when they come by, it looks like there's no space between me and the harness. Gotcha. And then when the ride starts, there's like a cool three inches of space between me and the shoulder harness where I feel comfortable. Right. Right. And, but what happens a lot is when I go upside down on the loop, the pressure makes the shoulder harness lock in on me again. Oh, I see. So what I always do on that is I stick my hands between my titties and the harness to make it not go down anymore. <laughs> so I, every time we go on the loop, I'm just focused right. on making sure that when the ride stops at the end, I'm not suffocating. Okay. Well, yeah. that's, that sounds like a whole deal. But... Yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah, I don't know if I need to worry about that so much. I got um, my own psychology. Yeah, like I'm like pulling on the bars, like the the bars on the shoulder. Yeah. I'm gripping them, but I'm pulling them away from me rather than right. pushing them toward me. Right. Because I do not want it so close to my chest. I want to be able to fucking inflate fully like a puffer fish. Gotcha. All right, we need to record this. Yeah. Show. All right. All right. That's it, lads. Let's go. <laughs>